So Ayurveda doesn't believe in suppression. What it believes is it will start refining your taste buds and you will just automatically get gravitated to the foods that you should eat for your body type. So it's just, that's why it's called, it's a science, it's a mathematics. It cannot fail once you start eating for your body type. That's the only dogma Ayurveda has, if you will. Namaste. You're listening to the Savana Podcast. Join us on an exploration of Eastern spirituality, yoga philosophy, and conscious living for the new age. This podcast is a production of SavannahSpirit.com, the best place to shop for unique clothing, spiritual handcrafted jewelry, healing gemstones, and fair trade gifts from the Far East. Now, here's your host, Brett Larkin. Hello, Savannah family. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're continuing to celebrate menstruation through an Ayurvedic lens. We're speaking to Ayurvedic consultant Akshata Shilvant. Her Ayurvedic wisdom is so deep. And we're so lucky to have her on the show this week talking about celebrating our monthly monthly cycles and how you can have a blissful period, one that actually leads towards deeper spiritual connections, spiritual revelation, and how we're actually so powerful as women during this time, which I think is such an important message. Today, we're going to build on everything we talked about in Tuesday's episode. So if you're interested in this topic, make sure to listen to the podcast just before this one because it's it's fascinating. And today we're just going to go deeper. We're going to be covering Ayurvedic remedies for headaches, bloating, fatigue, and cramps. We're going to learn what various menstrual side effects actually mean according to Ayurveda, how it ties back to your digestive health. We're also going to answer a lot of common questions about birth control and whether you should exercise and practice yoga during your cycle. Ultimately, Akshata is going to teach us in today's episode how we can really use our period as a time for power introspection and creative work. I walked away from this conversation so inspired and I think you will too. Before we dive in, I just wanted to remind you of the two ways that you can support the show. The first is by making a purchase on savannaspirit.com. We're talking all about celebrating the divine feminine in this week's episodes. And honestly, Savannah Spirit has beautiful products for women, beautiful clothes, gorgeous raw crystals, rolled gemstones, and tons of beautiful crystal jewelry. So I'd encourage you to go to savannaspirit.com and treat yourself to something beautiful. Use that discount code PODCAST30 for 30% off your first order. And the other way you can support is to leave a rating or review here on iTunes, even if iTunes isn't how you normally listen to the show. It's going to help get this podcast and specifically this episode in front of more women, which I think is really important. I want this empowering message about female health to be shared. All right. And now without further ado, let's jump right back in to our conversation with Akshata. So according to Ayurveda, again, it's like not written in stone, but what I had written down from before, it's like the homeostasis that we're trying to get towards, right? Like signal of like a healthy woman, healthy body, regardless of your dosha, would be cycle every 28 to 30 days and it lasting three to five days. Three to five days. And also one more thing I want to say, your readers might be might benefit from this, is that blood uh, that flows during three to five days, especially now we do have cloths, like organic cloth pads to use, which are really very healthy to use, and you can wash them. The healthy menstrual woman 
irrespective of any dosha, kapha, vata or pitta, that blood should easily come out when you wash it. If the blood stains on your cloth is a sign that there is a lot of ama in your bloodstream. That's also, uh, these are all practical ways to see how balanced your body is. So I always tell people to pay attention during your menstrual cycle. How is your flow? What color it is? What what is the thickness, um, you know, and keep a record. You know, we have so many free apps on phone. I personally keep a record. I have a menstrual calendar on my phone. I always track it and write down. That really helps to see how it is, you know. What's your take on menstrual cups? I think that's a very healthy thing, but it's a personal choice. Again, some women can't see blood. They almost faint, you know, and they can't, uh, and it, and especially if you are a pitta dominant person, it might smell a little. The blood smells if you're pitta dominant, and that is normal. So how how comfortable are you to see the blood? That cup is good, but from a health perspective, I think it's one of the healthiest alternatives. I wouldn't recommend tampons. It's just my personal opinion because it's really not healthy to insert it into your body. It's just at least Ayurveda doesn't like. It should be outside your body. It should never be inserted for the menstrual flow to be healthy. Mm, Interesting. And that's so interesting about the blood easily coming out. And I thought, did you say something about clots? I didn't mention clots. That's good you asked. Even clots, uh, again, it's very kapha dominant because they are bleeding very heavy. So it clots um, is another characteristics of kapha, but it can also be pitta. If you're highly pitta imbalanced, you can have clots. But if you have a burning sensation when you're taking, when the clots are coming out, then it's really pitta. But if the clots are coming out easily and they are pretty big in size, it's generally kapha imbalance. And that's natural or that's something... It's not natural. Clot should not be there. I mean, a very small clot or a lining shredding is it's normal. But if you have like a quarter size clot, I think a dime, dime size is okay. I think quarter size is like... Maybe an imbalance. Yeah. 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 So, and that too, clotting should be just one day on your heaviest flow is still okay. But sometimes people just have clots all three to four days. And that's again, an imbalance. So interesting. So (laughs) I think, I don't know if you can guess the next place I'm going to go with all of this, but what is your take on birth control? (laughs) (laughs) I know. Sorry, let's rephrase. So not so much your take, but from an Ayurvedic perspective, maybe let's put that lens on it. What happens then when a woman is taking hormonal birth control, whether it be um, a hormonal IUD or birth control pills or something like that? Yeah. See, again, um, from a classical Ayurvedic standpoint, because I studied it like from a Vaidya system. So it's not like a school or something. It's just come from lineage to lineage. So it's very classical and very... um, Let's say it's more authentic. It's more modernized now with Ayurveda schools coming up and everything. Uh, So to give you a safe answer, it's depending how your body reacts to it. Like when I do my consultations, Brett, um, at least six out of 10 people have issues with birth control pill, you know, especially if they have endocrine issues like thyroid. Birth control pill doesn't go very well with them. Um, so it depends, like, what, how healthy is your body? Take that. There are certain imbalances. Some people having birth control pill, pill, I mean, starting on birth control pill, have really heavy menstrual cycles. 
So I don't think there's a very black and white answer to it. It's again, looking into your body constitution, what imbalances you have and how readily your body is accepting it because it's a hormone, right? And you're giving something, it might be taken as a foreign body, recognizes it like, hey, it's not part of my body. So it's how it accepts it. But uh, saying no to it would not be practical. So I would say if you can, if you don't have any severe imbalances, then it should be fine. But if you're having heavy menstrual cycle, taking going on to birth control pill, then you may have to look for other alternatives and talk to your doctor. Right. Especially if you have thyroid or endocrine issues. like you Exactly. Thyroid and birth that. control pill pretty much have never gone good for most of the people. And that when, when you have thyroid, you the reproductive organs are directly con- connected because it's the endocrine system and your menses pay the price. So... Now let's flip it. (laughs) What advice do you have for women who on the opposite end of the spectrum are trying to conceive? They want to get pregnant. What does the Ayurvedic wisdom offer them? You know what? The best wisdom is to check your digestion. I would always say the cornerstone, the foundation of Ayurveda is digestion is the root cause of being healthy, root cause of longevity, and also the root cause of all the diseases and any imbalances you are facing. So digestive fire during menstrual cycle is generally weak. But what I would say is identify your body type, body constitution. It works like mathematics. And try to eat a very healthy diet tailored to your dosha, to your body constitution. It's like I always give an example, like carrots are healthy. They've got beta carotene and all that. But guess what? If you're a vata dominant person and you start eating carrots a lot, it might be an easy go-to food. Hey, I I just take some carrots and I just uh, eat them and I feel hungry as a snack. But that creates a lot of air in your body. And being vata already has so much air you start to get bloating and indigestion. And later that might manifest into a physical form of disease. So it's not just about eating healthy foods. It is eating healthy foods that are good to your constitution because you're not what you eat, you're what you digest is what Ayurveda says. It's like you might eat even a cement. (laughs) In Ayurvedic texts, they say pitta dominant, especially pitta dominant people have a very strong digestive fire, Agni. They can even digest cement if they want to, is what Ayurveda text writes. I don't recommend anyone doing that. But what it is, is eat what you can digest. That is the only mantra I can tell is like, go for the board. And you might be imbalanced and you might be craving wrong foods at this time. But once you identify your body and start slow and start at your own pace, there is no deadline or anything. You might just change one meal, like maybe start with your breakfast tailor it to your body constitution and take it for like three to four weeks and you will see tangible results. Like, wow, I feel good. I feel light. I feel more energetic. My mind feels more clear. You know, you'll see some really good benefits and then you can slowly incorporate eating your second meal, maybe dinner or a lunch to your body type and slowly your taste buds get refined. So Ayurveda doesn't believe in suppression. What it believes is it will start refining your taste buds and you will just automatically get gravitated to the foods that you should eat for your body type. So it's just, that's why it's called, it's a science. It's a mathematics. It cannot fail once you start eating for your body type. That's the only dogma Ayurveda has, if you will. 
Right, right. And I think that's one of the things that's frustrating or confusing for people about Ayurveda because I'm sure people are listening and they're just like, I just want to eat the right diet. And it's just, there's, it's not a simple answer like that. It's really like you need a diet that's tailored to your body type. And Akshata, in your experience, does it really take like a consult with an Ayurvedic practitioner to get there in order to really understand what you should and shouldn't be eating? Because I mean, there's all these online quizzes and like basic guidelines for the doshas. But I mean, the deeper I go into Ayurveda, it just seems like you really, if you want to do it right, you need to be working with an Ayurvedic practitioner to get set up. <laughs> yes, I would say that. I mean, uh, again, like if a person is completely new to Ayurveda and wants to just test it, I always tell people experiment with it because I'm so confident it will work for everyone because this is a science that has been practiced for like more than 10,000 years ago. You know, in Google, if you, uh, if you Google Ayurveda, it says 5,000 years old. It's more than 10,000 years old. It's just that it's been documented just 5,000 years back. It's been there for so long. It's been tested and proven in so many um, real-time families. And, you know, it's, 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 if you see life as a laboratory, I think this is tested for the lengthiest time because when we get medicines or anything come out, they test them for like two years or three years at the max, right? This has been tested for centuries. It works. It's a science. Um, I would say if you're completely new, go ahead and take some quiz online. There's no harm in it. And at least you'll get started. But they might not be an accurate analysis of your body type, but they, they, are, they might be fairly good. Like at least 70 to 80% might be accurate, but it'll get you started. And then once you feel, hey, this thing works, and I want to be more serious into it, you can, you know, consult with an Ayurvedic uh, consultant or a practitioner and set up a time. That's when they really dig in because to get to know your dosha or constitution, we need to know your prakriti and vikruti. Prakriti is a balanced state. I call it as a blueprint that you were born with. So you were born with a certain body constitution and that is considered as your balanced state. And as life happens and, you know, we grow up, we have relationships, we work and, you know, things like that imbalance happens as life happens and that becomes vikruti so that vikruti has to be balanced to prakruti so when you set up an appointment with an ayurvedic consultant they'll figure out your prakruti your balanced state that you were born with and the vikruti the imbalanced state of your current state and then try to bring that together and make you balanced so yeah to answer your question yes but you can still try online if you're fairly new to get you started there's no harm in that and I wrote down something here earlier that I wanted to touch back on was that you said that your digestive fire is not as strong during your period. And is that because that apanavata is like busy working? Perfect. And that's why you need to have warm, nourishing foods at that time. So I always give a diet plan for my clients, irrespective of what dosha they have, because what you eat is very important during that time. You cannot have raw salads during menstruation because to digest raw, you need strong digestive fire. So you cannot have raw and then your apana vata gets disrupted because now the samana vata has to work to get that food digested for you. So all the vatas are in like a passive state for that apana vata to really work out all the toxins out. 
Okay, so here's a question though, Akshata. So I'm supposed to eat warm, nourishing foods. That makes sense to me because we don't want to throw cold, like ice water on my digestive fire when it's already kind of weak, right? We want to like nourish that fire, like tend to that fire so it grows um, and is strong. So eating warm foods makes sense. But you said something earlier that I thought was so interesting, which was that you shouldn't put heat on your you know, Svadhisthana region, like your second chakra, your navel, when you're having your period. Because I know so many women, myself included, find that helpful. Like if you're having cramps or something like that, that hot can be helpful. But I think you said heat is not a good idea. Heat is not a good idea. Like what I said is you can do a lukewarm oil massages. Again, each of dosha has a particular oil massage. Like farvata, I don't mind you using castor oil or sesame oil, for pitta, coconut oil. But I would always recommend organic, unrefined and cold pressed um, so that, you know, there's no chemicals or anything going into your body. And for kapha would be more like a... Even castor oil works very good for kapha and also mustard oil. What I say is do lukewarm when you have cramps during your menses, but don't put a hot compress on it. Because when you put heat on it, what happens is Appanavata is going strong. Anything in the Swadishtana, Manipura and the Muladhar, all those three basal chakras, when you put heat compress on it, you you are literally um, like opening the dam more, if you will, you know, like an analogy, you know. So it will really increase the Floor, more than it should. Mm. But I would definitely say do that two days before you can put hot compress there to get ready for your menstrual cycle. Got it. And when, like we were talking about exercising and running, it's like that slows down the flow, but then you pay the price, right? Because it, it goes back. So if you speed up the flow by putting like the heat and the hot heating pad and everything, it increases the flow but then how do you pay the price in that scenario or do you just get your period over with faster (laughs) yeah you know some people do that especially when you know i have people who are more like traveling consultants and all and they say you know there are specific foods to induce periods faster there are foods that can really make your periods like you know if you have five days seven days you can just finish it in three days and go with it once in a while, I would say you can do that, Brett, but don't make that a routine. Because anything that you're forcing the nature to stop and do it your own way is never a good thing. Go with the nature should be the mantra. Go with the flow, you know. Don't try to control the flow. Body knows how it should secrete for you, you know. So if someone's experiencing heavy cramps or maybe a headache, I know that's another you know common thing that people complain of. What should they do? I mean, I know you mentioned the the oil massage. I'm assuming it's not like reach for ibuprofen, right? It's like what in what other like natural things can we do to help with cramps and headaches and things like that? You know, there are nice Ayurvedic herbs that I recommend people. Shatavari, you might have heard that, right, Brett? That's one of the most popular Ayurvedic herb called Shatavari. Do you want me to spell it or? Yeah, why don't, well, I can put it in the show notes too, but why don't you spell it for us? S-H-A-T-A-V-A-R-I, Shatavari. So that is one of the most popular Ayurvedic herb is used during menstrual cycle. It's not only good during your um, menstrual uh, women, it's also good during your menopausal phase as well when the estrogen decreases Shatavari plays a big role during menopausal years. You don't have to go for bioidentical hormones or anything. Herb really helps to balance the hormones very well. And it directly acts on your reproductive organs. So any cramp issues and see cramp, 
gifts and all are also a sign that you're not eating healthy. Because in my own personal life, as I said, when I had hypothyroidism, I had severe cramps. But when I healed myself with Ayurveda and yoga, and today my menstrual cycle are just as they should be healthy, normal, and I call it blissful, I don't have cramps. So cramps, sweet cravings, headaches, migraines, feeling very dry, feeling very thirsty. All those are signs saying that you haven't fed your body with high nutrition food. You will never get cramps if you eat healthy, high nutrition food, Brett. And I guarantee my clients. Cramping is saying that it's asking for nutrition at that time. There's so much air. There's so much, even heat can create cramming. I mean, again, it has to be literally identified what body type you are. We're just talking very generalized here. But nutritious foods act as medicine. You don't have to go for any, I don't even know honestly what medic medicines, they might be taking Tylenol, I think, for menstrual. Uh, yeah, I think like Tylenol, ibuprofen, Midol, stuff like that. Yeah. You don't need that. Shatavari is very good. There's another, uh, and you know, you can make smoothies. I just remembered. When I mean smoothies, I'm not saying ice cold smoothies. One thing I always recommend to my clients is pumpkin seeds. Get organic pumpkin seeds, soak them overnight. And if you have a Vitamix or any high power blender, like for just one person, maybe take a handful of pumpkin seeds. They should be soaked though. For you to completely digest nuts and seeds in Ayurveda, they have to be soaked or else you create bloating and indigestion. Pumpkin seeds, organic dates, put one or two in it and then add some, um, this is something new. But this really helps. When I tell people they freak out, it's organic rose petals. They taste so good. Roses are not just meant to be received in bouquets and things. You can eat them, you know. They should be food grade. Organic rose petals, dates, pumpkin seed, little bit of saffron, and then blend it with water. It tastes so good. And it is so nice whenever you have, um, and it's very uh, high in iron and magnesium and zinc. With the cramps, it, it helps you to really calm down. And instead of going for almond milk or cashew milk or a dairy milk, if you are, try this. It really works. This is such a paradigm shift, Akshat, and I'm so glad you're sharing this because I think so many people think of their period as a nuisance, as this annoying thing, because it comes with all these symptoms, right? Like like the headache or the cramps or, you know, cravings. And it's like, you just start to hate on your period, right? Because it's like, I always feel awful and I always have these cramps. And what you're saying is like, no, 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 this isn't your period's fault. We need to take a macro view here. And if we take a macro view, you're having these like period um, unpleasant side effects because your whole body is in a state of imbalance, right? Like there's something going on with your digestion, your, your, um, you're not living in your pakriti, right? And and that's why you're having the cramps and all these other things and that healing needs to happen. And one of the best, most effective ways to do that healing is through changing your diet. I, that's huge. I mean, I think that's a big, it's a big realization, I, I think, especially... Yeah, just because so so many people find like the period gets blamed, I guess is what I'm saying. And it's not to yes. blame. It's not to be blamed. You're, you said it so rightly. That's the reason Ayurvedic practitioners in India, um, when you go for any health-related uh, um, issue you have, 
the first or the second question is, how is your menstrual cycle? And I mainstream doctors here uh, start asking that, you know, the first question might be, how is your bowel system? They hardly care what is happening to you. You might go with any health issues. They will always say, how is your bowel system? Do you go every day? Is it regular? And then if you're a woman and you're in your menstrual um, age, how is your menstruation? They will address these two questions irrespective of whatever you go to them, because they know the underlying cause is always in these two. Now, Akshara, before we let you go, I just want to touch on yoga again very briefly because so many listeners of the podcast are yoga practitioners. And I think we basically answered this question, but the suggestion is no inversions. And then the suggestion is also to just kind of take it easy in your yoga practice. So I'm just wondering if you can spell out for people what that looks like. Does that look like a yin or more restorative type of yoga or are there specific poses or postures you recommend during this time? You know, ideally, I understand this is very tough for people, but what I say for them is just trust what I'm saying and do it for your two cycles, at least for two cycles. One cycle is just trying to get it adjusted. Two cycles. Irrespective of any dosha, I would say, I because, you know, the fact that during your menstrual cycle, you are um, missing to do yoga itself is saying you have been addicted to it. You should not feel I don't feel like exercising during my menstrual cycle. That's just a balanced symptom that you should have. The fact that you want to do something during your menstruation, some sort of an activity, a rigorous activity or something is a sign that you are imbalanced. You have to kind of let go. And this is the time to, you know, sit and relax. Just sitting in Sukhasana, you know, in your um, meditation posture, just sit like that. But you don't have to sit straight. You can lie uh, on your, uh, on a nice cushion, reclined, and then you can do butterfly pose and then just say certain mantras. I would always say, just say those mantras for the three chakras, the Om Lam for the Muladhara root chakra, Om Vam for the Swadishtana sacred chakra, and Om Ram for our Manipura and our solar plexus. Just going there, going up and down and doing it at your own tune. You don't have to do it, you know, in a very serious manner, but just enjoying, you know, That's the word, pamper yourself, enjoy, relax, and just be with what, be, just be being woman is what I'm saying. And I think that letting go is the hard part for all yoga people. I know that. I just tell them, just don't do anything. (laughs) Just don't do anything is doing a lot during your menstrual cycle. And I just want to spell those out for the listeners, Those the Bija Mantra for the lower three chakras, Vam, so L-A-M, V-A-M, and Ram, um, R-A-M. So Lam for the root chakra, Vam for Svadhisthana, second chakra, Ram for, with an R for third chakra, just in case uh, people wanted clarification on those or to remember them. Because it, it's, it's so true what you're saying, Akshata. It's almost like we've lost as women this ability to just slow down, do nothing, and relax because we live in a society where where the energy is very much predominantly masculine right it's like we're we're focused on achieving we're focused on doing and we've just as women become integrated into that and that's a beautiful thing too but it's like this forgotten art is what i i feel like you're saying to us to just 
take two or three days a month and really not exercise and be okay with that because I think so many of us feel guilty when we're skipping our workout. We feel guilty if we don't make it to our yoga mat. I know I'm you know, doing so much kundalini yoga right now and 40-day kriyas and I'm like, I can't miss one of my 40 days, you know? And it, it's just, we need to soften. <laughs> soften. You said it so nicely because see, kundalini will increase a lot of heat you know, and then vata, it's like if you do rigorous exercise, that increases a lot of air. Air and heat is the culprit because generally kapha dominant people are not very um, inclined to doing vigorous exercises. So I would always say, have a kapha friend during your menstrual cycle. That's another practical advice I tell people is vata and pitta people have a kapha friend close to you. And whenever I, I remember, I mean, when I talk about kapha, what comes to my mind is my mother. You know, that unconditional love, that giving, that support. So find a friend or if you have a mother who lives in the same town or whatever, have that for those three days. Get yourself pampered and nurtured by them. In fact, some of my... um, Tell your husbands to cook. My husband cooks for me once a month whenever I know. Like if I feel like cooking, I'll cook myself. It's not that I stop. Take help from other family members and take that rest. They will understand. Because after you come out of it, you come out of it so nice, so grounded, so feminine and rooted in your root chakra. And you have that self-esteem, that self-confidence created by that inner self with that capital S. So in this, when you just said, Brett, that, you know, in this men-dominated world. We like to be like men. You don't have to be. You just be your authentic woman with the gifts that you have been offered. You can achieve anything. And in my own life, I have practiced it before moving into Ayurveda and um, being an Ayurveda and yoga consultant. I was in information technology. When I moved into this country, my first job I landed was at PricewaterhouseCoopers. And at that time, I just showed who I am, my authentic self. I didn't have to act like anyone else. And it has always worked for me. I think being our authentic uh, self with the qualities, with with the dominant, whatever, pitta dominant and kapha dominant, I am being gifted with the leadership qualities, the warmth, the unconditional caring attitude. When my doshas are balanced, I naturally give them out. So share those attributes. We are all being given those blessed gifts, we can only shower them to everyone else around us when we are grounded and know our our ourself, you know, to know who we are. And this is the time to know who you, who you are. You will know your strengths. You will know your weaknesses. So many things have come out to me, to me you know. It's, it's been a spiritual revelation has happened during my menstrual period because you're so connected to that creative power that it lets you know things that you would have never known or you don't have time to think and introspect. So take this time. Once you start doing it, you'll get so, I don't want to say uh, addicted to it. The right word would be, you will just look for it. It it will become a ritual in your life. Like every month you get this from Mother Nature to just spend time to yourself, care of yourself and get to know who you are. You know, you, you, you will discover your life passion during your menstrual cycle. That's what Ayurvedic text says. A blissful period can reveal your life's passion. So it's very powerful. You just have to change your mindset. And I know if people are having really bad periods, they might be yelling at me, what is she telling here? So 
Akshata, this is amazing. What you've shared is so inspiring. It's really just by taking that time, it's going to permeate the rest of your whole month, the rest of your life, if you can nourish yourself during that time. And I just so appreciate everything you've shared, all the time you've spent with us on the show. I've learned so much. I have a whole page full of notes in front of me, and I'm sure people listening have enjoyed it as well. How can listeners stay connected with you or even do an Ayurvedic consult with you? What's the best way to find you and stay in touch if they want to go deeper? on all of this. Sure. Uh, my website is jivalifestyle.com. And I think, Brett, you're going to put a link, right? So I don't need to spell it. No, I'll put a link right in the show notes. So if you guys are listening on iTunes, just open the show description and I'll have all the links there for you as always. Okay. And then all my consultations you can purchase online. You can either go on my website and uh, click on About Akshita and then click Work With Me. So there is a whole consultation menu. I specialize in preventative lifestyle. I specialize in hormone balance. Endocrine health is my very close to my heart as the thyroid because I walk that journey and I really am passionate to helping women heal themselves or if not heal, at least regulate uh, to a healthy level just by changing their diet and I do um, digestive issues consult. There is a high level dosha analysis. If you just want to know your dosha, you can uh, take a consult with me for 30 minutes and I can let you know what your dosha is. Or if you want to address any health concerns you have, I do digestive issues, thyroid disorders, um, preventative lifestyle, hormone imbalances. Um, it's all is listed on my website and I'll send you the link, Brett. Wonderful. Well, we'll put that link right below for everyone listening. And Akshada, thank you so much for coming on the show. Listeners, let me know, did you like this deep dive we did this week into the feminine, into menstruation? I would love to get your feedback. So you can let me know in the Savannah East private Facebook group, or of course, in the form of a rating or review here on iTunes. Your ratings and review here on iTunes make a huge difference. They make my day. They help put the show in front of more people looking to transform their life through yoga and meditation meditation and Ayurveda. So if you can take a moment to leave a review, if you haven't done that yet, that is so appreciated. I hope you have a beautiful day full of yoga, meditation, perhaps some journaling, and that maybe your next cycle, you incorporate some of the ideas that Akshat and I have talked about on today's show. We're both sending you so much love from our hearts to yours. Namaste. You've been listening to the Savannah Podcast. To find out more about Savannah, go to savannahspirit.com or follow Savannah on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savannah Spirit. For daily inspiration, check out our blog at savannaheast.com. Be sure to join us next week for a new episode. And thank you for listening to the Savannah Podcast.